Welcome to Inside the Firm, a podcast dedicated to small business owners and hosted by entrepreneurs, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Each week, they take you on their journey of how to start, run, and grow a business by bringing you inside their architecture and real estate development firm. Get a behind-the-scenes tour of how these business leaders manage their clients and foster company culture while creating new and innovative projects. And now your host, Alex Gore and Lance Al Gore, here we are, episode 43, technically 44 if you count episode zero, the pilot. I do count it. Uh, So we aren't at episode 200, but one of our buddies is. So Mark LePage, uh, episode 200, he did a review of the top five podcasts. Of 2017 for for his specific podcast, in other words, the most the most downloaded podcasts that he did. Yep, and I am so upset that you listen to his podcast regularly because I was going to surprise you because <laughs> I was going to add uh, yours truly is on that list, and I didn't know it till this morning. He told me last week that I was on the list, um, and it was a live Facebook live episode that I did with him that he turned into a podcast, and I was going to ask you what number do you think. Al Gore came in. I know, but then I was texting you from my couch at like 7.30 this morning, sipping sipping coffee, talking about getting ready for today's podcast. Yeah. And uh, that's where we really talked about it. But I did yeah. not think you would make it. And here's why I didn't think you could make it, because I thought you guys had glitchy problems. Or did it get restarted? It got restarted. Okay. And then we did it again. And don't ever doubt Mark and I. I How I, dare I, you, sir? Uh, exactly. Well, there you go. There's your, there's that level. There's that level. There's we'll that get, level. We'll get into the levels later. Yes. We're, uh, so uh, congratulations to Al Gore of F9 Productions. And thank you so much for Mark for uh, helping promote our, our teeny tiny little podcast and what we do at Inside the Firm. Um, we love you at the Art Entree Architect community. We love what you do. We love everybody. We love we love all the all the discussions we have there. It's a, it's a fantastic place. I'm sure everybody is getting tired of us pitching it, but if you haven't joined, go join. It's it's awesome. Yep. And then if you haven't listened to every one of Mark's episodes, uh, a good starter, listen to episode 200. And he talks about the top five. And I'm telling you, I've listened to most of them, but a couple of I, I've missed. And I'm going to go back and listen to those ones because that you can't argue with the people. It's the people's choice. It's not Mark's choice. It's the people who choose who listen to these the most. Who literally so. downloaded them the most or AKA had the most listens, you know, so, the most streams. Exactly. Start at number one, go to number five. And if you like those, just subscribe to his podcast and, and you'll be better. And I got to tell you, number one is, so the number one podcast, uh, the number one episode that he had in his, <clears throat> in his roundup was my number one podcast that I liked for the year that he did. And let me see if Look I can find it real quick. It is, uh, it was about uh, developers, architects and developers and yep. how to develop. It was it was uh, e, uh, Entree Architect number 185, The Passion, The Process, and The Problems of Running a Design build. slash build architecture firm. The, it was kind of this back and forth between uh, Zim, uh, sorry, Jim Zach, I always say that wrong, <laughs> and uh, D-Clan Keefe. And it was, it was a beautiful discussion because they talked about the difficulties and the problems, but also the successes of, of what it takes to 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 do the meld that I think a lot of architects want to do that is design build, which we're doing. But they also talked about how they, they, they inspired me to bring up to Al really this idea of franchising, which I want to touch on later in the podcast, because I I am convinced that when you find quality people, you gotta give them, you gotta start giving them ownership. If you really are trying to maximize the impact that you're making in the world as a small small business yep. owner. 
and every, then everybody everybody profits, everybody has ownership, and everybody wants to be the best if you want to be the best. I mean, and it's so much harder to uh, hire, it's so much harder to replace an employee than it is to just hold on to them. In a, in a way, or it's so much harder on you. Yes. It's probably yes. harder, it's probably harder for you to find that employee and keep them, but it'll be harder on you if they leave. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And I've thought about this and this year I'm really going to focus on building people, building our process, because if, if, if you're making good architecture and if you're building people, why not then expand your, um, your reach and all that. Before we go on that, I might as well, since we're on inside the firm, I might as well update you on our development and the thoughts that I had. So as you know, we are simultaneously providing too much and too little parking at the same time. <laughs> I tell this to all of our, now that we're quote unquote developers, I tell this to all of my other developers that we work with. I go, oh yeah, the city wants us to pay a variance for more parking that we're providing. And hey. their heads explode. It's so, it's just every time it's a comic, a comic thing. And what's hilarious is that the city also acknowledges that their main concern in when they talk to us and the neighbors that there won't be enough parking because we're in a development where 300 units are going on all that. So somehow have how we have at those, by the way, those units, I wish really we had, nice. we, yeah, they're really nice. We should, at some point we should really give some, we should do like a 360 drone view or something of what we're doing yeah. and show people what's more. Are visuals. we buying a drone today? We can talk about that later. On exactly. I know where you're going with that. Um, but so Lance, I need six parking spots outside. And I can't get them with this back turnaround. So what I propose to the reviewer is take our building on the west side that has the three units, the commercial, move it backwards so that we have the handicap space up front and then another space up front. And then instead of having a trash enclosure, I don't know why I decided to have a trash enclosure and why don't we just do the roll away cans that you put out. And the, um, so that's the new thing. And the only response I got from him was, Submit that in your next middle and we'll review it then. And, 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 I, and I said nice. I said no problem. I just wanted to know if there was something major against this before I move buildings, have every single consultant do new drawings based on new locations. And then I didn't say that last part, you know, like that. But that's the huge deal is if we're moving buildings and doing all this stuff, can you can you give me some sort of response here? Like this is this is thousands and thousands of dollars. Tell me slash everybody then when when are we going to be submitted again? Right after the first resubmitted? <laughs> You mean in like two days? Oh, God, it's this guy. This guy's sitting across the table from me. Something else. <laughs> <laughs> Something else. He's, he's not only... No, in a good way. In a what? good way. You're crushing it. In two days? Seriously? No, no one said that. Oh, I thought you meant that. No. I thought you I, meant like... Oh, in two... No, I was questioning... I was questioning oh, yours like right after... that's a statement to me. <laughs> well, never mind. This guy... He needs to pick up the slack. Exactly. Thank you. For yeah. No, no. So, so for immediately. But honestly, though, like, is that like, is when is the no, when when no, is no? I when can't it, get these consultants to call me back or email me back. Oh. And, and also, because be, and it's because of that giant move. They well, ha they have to update theirs. I I've submitted, saying, hey guys, we need to have a meeting and get on this. And I'm getting a landscape involved. But know what? No one is responding this week because between Christmas and between uh, New Year's. No one's responding. But anyways, I have a new layout for them anyways. So next Monday, Tuesday, I'm going to say, hey, here's a new layout. We just got to fly with it. Um, and, roll the, and roll the dice with this old roll, roll the Yeah, I know. Roll the dice. It is what it is. Uh, and Hopefully then, the crown will give us the okay. Yeah. It's going to take everyone a couple, three weeks to get to do. It takes everyone three weeks to do anything. So it's going to take at least three weeks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
There you go. And that, that's your daily update. <laughs> <laughs> Weekly update. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I swear that was a statement. Uh, okay. <laughs> I want to go back to podcasting. So I'm going to give you some inside of the firm end of the year podcast. First, first, first year inside the firm has ever existed. Some stats. Wow. Some fun stats. Okay? Please do. Uh, so we've got my trusty SoundCloud stats up, which is cool. How, how cool. many minutes and seconds of Nick Renard have we had? Oh, see now that now, I, now I'm the failure. Yeah. <laughs> now I need to pick up my own slack around here. <laughs> Do you care to guess how many, what our total downloads were for the year with 44, technically 44 episodes? 5,000. No, I'm going to have you double that. Oh, wow. It's actually pretty impressive, in my opinion. I mean, I don't know. We're not, we're, we just did this for one year. We're going to do it next year. Uh, so we had, Has it been a whole year, though? It's been actually less than a year because our first episode came out in February. There we, we go. We don't have any January stats at all. So we have a total of 12,825 plays slash downloads. A round of applause. Yeah, a round of, little round of applause there. If, you if, if, I was, if I was a good audio producer, I would, I would do that but I'm not, and we'll get to that later as well. Pick up the slack. Uh, That's what this episode's called. So if we have 43 episodes technically right now, basically that's an average of 300 listens an episode. That's pretty good. Uh, some of my favorite podcasters started out with just that little of a number, like Ben Shapiro. He does, he does a, he, now he's like one of the number one podcasts in the world. So, uh, so would you say everyone that's listening now is on the leading edge, just like if they would have bought Bitcoin a year ago? <laughs> I knew I was waiting for it. When is it coming? <laughs> to the moon. When is that Bitcoin? And then they're, they're like, everyone, everyone, <laughs> once the schools catch on, everyone catch on. They're like, oh, I was so into them before they were popular. Yeah. <laughs> this is everybody, everybody, I'm sure everyone, uh, most, a lot of people who listen are, well, if you're an, you're an adult probably listening to this, right? So like, sure, at you least can, Now you get to be one of the cool kids again who knows about the cool thing before all the other cool kids. You guys kids are so though. cool. So jump on I that. I agree. Uh, what do you think our top three played tracks are? Oh, wow. tracks. I'm not calling them tracks. Sorry. Podcast. Episode number one. Episode with Old Man River. And then that's all I got so False. far. Yeah, but pilot, pilot podcast, 500. That's five, what I missed. Pilot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Number, number two. So it's hilarious, actually. I'll just be simple. So episode zero, episode one, episode two. That's <laughs> 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 probably because it was our non-architecture, non-business friends. Who gave us a listen? But either way, we are uh, we are very grateful for the listenership. We are we and so with that, um, we got a tweet. Um, we got a tweet that said, "Hey, for the love of God, <laughs> will you well, please save?" It was. Uh, I'll read it to you. It was from uh, at Verdance Design. Start from the beginning, though. I thought it started out nice, like a compliment. It's actually very nice. No, no. It, it, and honestly, we want more feedback like this. Yeah. Especially it, when Lance I, is slacking. Well, not only is he slacking, but not only is he slacking, but I only listen to one of our episodes a quarter just to check in. And and like even when I cut them, everybody should know this. I don't listen to all the like I don't have time and I don't, I don't need to hear myself again. Um, I, so I kind of do a, a quick check to see where sound levels are at and stuff. So anyway, so we got this tweet. Al, Al, te Al texted to me and it said, uh, at Inside the Firm, love the energy you bring to the show, but for the sake of our eardrums, would you please run it through the loudness normalizer? Example, fix my levels or audition to even up the highs and lows. And then the other thing I want to mention is, this is more of a tip for other people too, is when we get audio from Nick or we get audio from a guest uh, for best and worst, 
it comes in Nick's Nick's is usually uh, pretty even, but some of the ones we get from um, other folks, which we're also grateful for, but it, it comes in hot and very leveled. So we are taking that advice, and right after this, right after we get done recording this one, I'm actually going to cut the whole thing for episode 43, and then we're going to um, I'm going to go to www.fixmylevels.com. We're going to sign up. It's five bucks a month or something. Yeah, it's nothing. And so after I cut the podcast, and then what they do is they run it through there. They just have a nice little computer system. Going to bring it's it back. Pixels. If it doesn't fix the levels, fix the levels, I don't know what they're doing. So we'll put a no- we'll put a note to the we'll put a show note in uh, if anybody else is a podcaster and they want to try that. The other thing we're going to do, and we should have t- taken Mark's advice, but we're idiots because we didn't take it right away. Yeah, I think he said this half a year ago. Mark said this in episode two or three or something. The, he was it was the episode I think where we had him as a guest to do uh, best and worst. Yep. And he said, get some headphones. <laughs> <laughs> so I ordered some. So I asked another podcaster friend. Um, who, who, who does a lot of podcasts, uh, what he would recommend for headphones. And he recommended the Sony MDR-V6 Studio Monitor headphones with a CCAW voice coil, whatever that means. We're going to plug it into our little mixer here. Um, so the, the other thing I want to do is give you a little stat is, if you are starting a podcast like this, it costs it cost us about $1,000. Uh, when it came down to the mixers, the microphones, and now the headphones, plus the intro and the outro that we did yep. uh, about mid-season, um, and that's not including our time. So, uh, so if you want to support the podcast, <laughs> if you'd like, to <laughs> at the end of the show, there's uh, two things I keep repeating. <laughs> um, so that said, that is a uh, Lance Lance's big improvement for next year with the podcast is audio quality, getting it down. But, but the other thing is, usually I'm the person going after the guests, and I'm going to go after three whales next year. And I need Al's help with at least one of them. Number one is Daniel Liebskin. I have tried, but, but I can try again, and yeah. I can keep harassing. That's what I'm saying. I'm going to keep harassing. Daniel, if you're listening, I know you are. <laughs> well, because uh, the uh, one of the office managers I'm still friends with and talk to a bunch, and uh, <clears throat> I, I tried... They're just hard to... I mean, the dude's a superstar. He's That's a superstar. what I'm saying. He, a whale. A yeah. whale of an architect. We'll try. Maybe we'll come up with some sort of strategy. Show up at his office. Well, what I'm thinking is we need to use some of that woo-woo. Woo-woo, ah. woo-woo through the universe here. And get it going. Okay? Yeah. I'm going after him. And then I'm going after Jonathan Segal. Yes. Architect, developer, hero. And here. <laughs> I love it. And we we... What's great is what we talked about last week about just becoming Facebook friends. Stuff so like that. thank you. That's he's, exactly what I was going to say well, next. Literally, is he's literally my Facebook friend. Mine he's literally too. Mark's Facebook friend. I know he's Mark's Facebook friend because I've looked at mutual friends. Yep. He's yours too. Yeah. Right. My name, honestly, being Al Gore. Someone just someone just contacted me. Said, "Hey, I looked you up because I saw your name was Al Gore, and then I see that you're into Bitcoin, <laughs> and then we started having a chat." It's on honestly, Twitter. No, no, this was on on Facebook. On Facebook. So everyone that I, I I friend, I know at least looks at it, even if they're a bigwig, because they're like, what? Is this Al? Is this the real Al Gore from Colorado? Not that imposter from Vermont or wherever he's from? Yeah. All uh, my political friends love it. They love that my best friend is Al Gore. Yeah. <laughs> um, the third one is, and I'm also friends with this guy on Facebook, which is incredible, Antoine Predock. I am going yeah. to get him to send in some audio. He's awesome. He is awesome. He does really cool work. He's done work in Colorado. He's does Pueblo he, he, Library is amazing. If you're, I know most people go to Pueblo a lot. <laughs> so when and when you're he, there, Pueblo, Colorado. Yeah. 
Stop. Is a place. <laughs> Go there. So, see their see their library. It's amazing. It's so cool. The water feature in the inside alone just gets my goat every time. Yeah. So yeah, so I'm gonna go after those three wheels. And then the other thing I'm going to try to do is I'm going to try to not have us miss one best and worst advice in all of next year. I'm gonna try to be I'm gonna try to have people banked. Um you know, it was it like it's hard it's some days some days we would come into this to do this podcast and it would be like, what are we even gonna talk about? Or like this one in particular. I woke up today and I go, shoot. I haven't even been inside the firm. Literally, haven't been inside the firm. Nope. <laughs> so here we are. So the, 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 those are those are my goals. Uh, f- those are my personal things for the podcast. Do you have any? Yeah. You show up. Do? Keep rocking it. Yep. <laughs> even at eighty percent, Al's eighty percent right now. I am so sick. sick. Little sick guy. Yeah. I, I've dropped from my morning eighty percent. I'm down to like fifty percent now. Ah, yeah. He looks pretty bad. Yeah. So. Well, then I'm gonna keep going with my energy. Uh, yeah. I've got some end of the year F9 stats for you and everybody. Can I give you some? Yeah. Yeah. Are you looking at the? You are looking at the same notes I am, right? No, but I don't see no F nine stats oh, here. Beautiful, good, good, good. Because I was going to ask you some questions. Ready? Okay. How many? How many total? So, uh, actually, let me give everybody a little bit of background. When we uh, we do architecture. <laughs> awesome. Sometime. We have a full fledged architecture firm in Yeah, for like three weeks, all we could talk about was Bitcoin. We also do that too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can't wait before I, I had so I'm sick I have to tell people just to warn them why I'm sick because oh, good, I normally yeah. give them some advice I do unsolicited not. everyone loves it I normally never get sick ever Lance you got huge you got sick this I week. if if look if Al never gets sick I never ever get sick yeah so um it was because I so normally I eat uh, salads three times stupidly a week stupidly healthy stupid so much so that every day even our Friday when we're supposed to pick up yeah, salad and fries. Salad and fries. Yeah. But but I would say, because I think this is healthy, other people might, I would say at least three of my meals are some sort of tacos or taco salads. Maybe four out of the week. Which somebody's, I just, living, somebody's living a good life. Yeah, I'm living a good life. But during Christmas, I substituted those tacos ah. since there was no tacos or taco salads for Christmas. Actually, one day there was. Ah. So <laughs> I still substituted a large portion. 25% of my diet with cookies and sweets. Mm. And I think that crushed mm. me. I guarantee that's what crushed you. Yep. Yeah. So here, uh, here's the background. The background is <clears throat> at our firm, we have two different kinds. Of, we have two folders. Based, like I won't explain, explain the whole folder structure, but when we get a new client, we put our potential client, we put their project in the future, pro, future project folder because we don't know if we're going to get it yet. And we're supposed to do this. You know, Sometimes we don't do it. Sometimes we do. Then we're supposed to move it from once, once, once we get the commission, yep, from the futures projects folder to the current projects folder. So I'm gonna give you a tally of all the projects that successfully got signed into the futures projects or in, into the current project folder from just 2017. 2017 only. alone. This isn't Do counting the ones guess? that these aren't. This isn't counting the ones that like let's say that crossed over from 2015, 2016 that we we're still working on. Yeah, you know. Yeah. What? How many? How many total projects for the for the year do you think we had? One hundred and twenty-six. Matt, you are fifty percent low every single time. It's like great. Two hundred and fifty-nine. Look at that. Good Two hundred. Wow. That's almost one a day. I mean, it's a there's three hundred sixty-five, but still. Uh, yeah. It's, but those are the out ones. of three days we get a project two of those three days. Exactly. That's the way to think about it. Now, do they all pay $70,000 or whatever? Yes. We are. <laughs> Thank you for not even hesitating. It's insane, the revenue over here. Yeah. Just kidding. 
No, some of them are uh, as little as like one hundred and fifty dollars, but they're drafting jobs. So like those ones are like drafting jobs. Have stuff. you heard of the long tail? What? Have you heard of the long tail? Uh, apparently not. So there's this idea in going uh, marketing your website, right? And you've heard of the eighty twenty principle. Yep. Right. And most people say, "Hey, I'm gonna cut." Twenty percent of the projects bring eighty percent of the revenue. Right, 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 right. And normally they're your your first twenty biggest projects, right? So there's this whole theory in, in self improvement slash business advice to cut the rest. Get rid of all that rest. It's just weighing you down. It's doing all that stuff. Well, not this year, but last year. I've um, every year we review finances, and then I see, especially around when we're giving out gifts, I see how many projects we have. We have two hundred and whatever, and then I see the top ones, right? And oh, oh, I'm so what he's what he meant by that is when we're reviewing gifts, when we're reviewing uh, total revenue brought in by a client, then we say here's what kind of gift you get. Yep, but what if you look at our firm? 80% of the revenue comes if, if from not the top 20 projects. So I've always thought, and this is, it's going back to the long tail. And what this guy is talking about when you're looking for keywords and marketing, he's like, everyone's missing this extremely long tail, right? Think about uh, what's that dinosaur with the big neck? Brontosaurus. Brontosaurus. There you go. Think about a brontosaurus head. That's where everyone's going after these four or five huge big projects. But there's this long tail that equals more than that. That is what we are getting. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, we, and we we've been that way from day one, volume based. And then we we've preached this over and over again: is if you're gonna do it, if you're gonna do it our way, which is not conventional. I, we we do not do it conventionally. If you're gonna do it, then you better have those templates honed in, and you better go to, over to RevitFurniture.com. <laughs> support the podcast. Support yourself. <laughs> But, but so the reason I bring this up is because it's not counterintuitive advice, but it's real world advice that I think everyone's getting only one piece of the pie. Well, did you They're see only did, getting one piece? Did of the you pie. jump? Did you jump in at that? No, no. You, I think you liked my comment. So in, in the Ontario architect community, there was a poll that are not a poll, but just a question that Mark asked two or three days ago was what's your, what's your goal in 2018? And I said, our goal is at the firm is we're going to bill over a million. Yep. And we're going to, Alan and I are going to pay off all of our personal personal and professional debts. Massive goal, right? Yep. And then we're going to prepare for the next recession. Well, that sparked a different conversation. And that conversation I had with another gentleman, he goes, man, I I just shudder, you know, thinking about next recession. I'm like, yeah, but it's a reality. And he's like, well, do you have any recommendations for what to do? And I think what it boils down for me is you got you there's a certain level of uh, humbleness you need to have in that oh yeah you want these you want the head of the brontosaurus yes. that brings in whatever you know x amount of dollars and like oh it's the coolest houses it's the coolest projects but like yep. everything nick renard does exactly yeah. exactly and everything that mitch taylor builds yes but uh but if you are at the end of the day if you're in a recession i i you, you got to eat Right, there's, there's a hundred additions and remodels for every one million dollar house. Exactly. So if you can convince yourself, and if you are really, if you are really here to try to not starve during the next recession, I think that's where it's at. But Lance, that's not my passion. Well, I don't know. <laughs> what? I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I'm glad I hit you with that. Improv. That a I, can, I can't ball. even go along with it. Improv. In T ball, and actually past T ball, I was such a good pitcher. Mm-hmm. But this one, I threw a curveball at you. What I'm gonna, what 
it, it's not your passion. And uh, Enoch brought up a couple podcasts ago. Don't follow your passion, right? Yes. Yep. But what he was just being pr- provocative or not, and what I think he was going at is is what I'm going to focus on this year is is my passion is the process, mm-hmm. right? My passion is people, right? Oh, you should have seen him just gushing about what we just saw literally two. Through 20 minutes ago, one of our guys had this amazing oh. spreadsheet up. No, and he did it in Word, too, which was equally as awesome. Um, <laughs> it, it's He's basically managing, I think, six houses right now for this one developer. Yep. And uh, he the, just made this just sick checklist of like, oh, check this, do this. And I'm like, oh, man, so organized, well, so organized. What's cool about it is that it, it's so six houses, and we have to do all these changes to all these houses. And then all these houses need to have a left version and a right version and this and that. And it, it's hard to keep track of. So he made a spreadsheet. It's like four pages long. And then he has little check boxes that he can check through. And I go, put that in the resources. Once our other, once uh, Mark gets back, we're going to open that up because he's doing. 50 unit projects, stuff like that with ABCD options. And we're just going to revamp that and say, Hey, here's the list of 50 things we need to do for ABCD unit. Here's the checklist, the, the structure. And that's what we try to get through with, with what we do. The structure frees you discipline frees you and helps you. So I, when I saw that, I was like, that's all I want to talk about. But we, <laughs> I didn't know how to bring it up. I'm glad you brought it up. Well, it yeah, is literally one it, of the coolest things I've seen this whole week. I love I'm it. very excited. I love it. it. There, over the past week, one other thing that I did internally getting ready for 2018 at the firm was I went, I sat down and it took an hour. It, it took a whole hour. Maybe I think it might even took two hours, actually. I think it was from 9 to 11 in the morning or something. I sat down and I went through our whole server of our current projects and I picked out all the ones that my side and all of my guys did that are done and put them in the archive. And then I made a list for Al and said, can you go through these ones, please, before then and do that. Just getting yes. folders back down and organized. Huge. Ready. So that that leads me into my my theme for 2018 is ready to rock in 18. Okay? Nice. And, and I'm deeming it the year of management training to the point where I'm talking in at the, probably what I want to do is that in quarter three. Is I or quarter two or quarter three, is start suggesting like okay, Gresh, you are in charge of this project. This is this is I'm gonna join you in the meetings. I'm gonna obviously obviously land the client. Like we're not at a sales management training yet, right? But bring them in from day one, and then say okay, now I want you to start slowly directing, um, let's say Ross or or another employee. Yep, and then passively. I want to see the red lines he's producing. I want to try to see if like, okay, are you following my lead? And it's just this, cause it's always the same stuff every single time on a house that I'm always, you know, marking up. I'm like, look at this every time, check out this, do this, do this. You know, I'm, I'm so convinced about putting guys in these management roles and then if getting out of the next, coming out of this next recession and franchising, I'm just, you can't convince me otherwise. I I won't even try. Don't. I don't even try. So, uh, my theme is unlimited, um, Eliminating the unnecessary, so just cut cut out the unnecessary, and I won't expand on that. But going back to to what you're doing, what I find and what I struggle with too is that it's hard to do the hard part first, and and that's what I mean with you know spending an hour making this mm. checklist, doing all this, and what you do is you kind of you write it all down, and then the tail end always gets juddered. Oh, did I forget this? I got to do you know I got to go back to that project. Oh, I exported everything. Now I forgot all this. And if somehow you can be disciplined enough 
to do it right from the beginning. Uh, um, it, it will pay dividends. It'll sure. pay dividends. And I don't know how I, it, it depends. I've, I've, we've tried to do a checklist process and all that, but again, just letting our guys be free. I mean, he made one way better than what we would have done. It's, yeah. I mean, you got to trust the people who are doing the work and have that feedback back and forth of, okay, like, like it's like the group home project we talked about, I think three weeks ago or something like that. And I told you, you know, and I told, I showed Jason, okay, here's where you need to get to. Here's the two models you have to work with. I want you to take a day and just figure out the quickest way. So we did invest that day and it paid dividends. Yep. It paid, and, and that day was not getting much done other than what is the quickest way to get to the end result? Yep. Also, here's inside the firm. You don't even know this because I don't even think you're on this email chain. You know how one of our new guys, I made all these training. Well, you, you and I, I think you made the majority of them, the training videos, but I organized the most yes. important ones to only get it done. I go, everyone needs to be in the same page. Every ounce that you invest in investing in your people pays back, right? <clears throat> so I emailed all the guys and said, I made a spreadsheet. Here are the videos that I think are important. Here's your name. If you've watched them already, like Gresh has already watched them, you know, check it off. If you haven't, you know, go ahead and watch it. And even one of our guys, Jason, even made one. So obviously you don't have to watch the one that you made. Mm -hmm. Now everyone is going to be at the same level. And I said, buy the first, get it done. Just Yeah, I didn't even know that. He didn't even copy his business partner on the email if there was one. (laughs) Or that or I just missed it. Uh, But... What, you know, no, but I had a meeting in the office. You weren't here. Oh, I just wasn't here. That, yeah. yeah, but then I sent out an email, but I just... Whatever. Yeah. What, what's even better about that? What? Is then Gresh emailed me yesterday and he goes... He he, he, uh, he, he picked up a project that somebody else... It was it was a, not an actual... It was like a remote worker that was working for us. Not, not an F9, F9 employee. Yep. And he goes, um, maybe somebody should... Uh, you should have you should have this person watch this video because I noticed these mistakes and I go, that's see and that's why I'm talking about like I'm convinced about making it the year of management training. It should, why not? Yeah. What do we have to What do we have to lose? We have everything to gain. But I think um, I think this even applies if you're just a one man firm. Like train yourself. Hmm. Train yours honestly. How much time and effort do you put in training yourself? And uh, you know, you do your AIA and all that, but you don't even, you don't even need to, honestly, you can just passively list, listen to this podcast, Mark's podcast, a whole bunch, take some ideas and then start putting yourself in, in that role. Um, and what you really have to do is you have to dedicate time to it. Yeah. That's what you got to do. Yeah. So every, um, every other Monday morning, every other Wednesday, when I, whenever it and is stick to that schedule. Yep. Make a list somewhere. Oh, and I'll even talk about it. I, I, I actually have a, a great suggestion for you guys once we get to that that part. Last stat I'm going to give you, okay? Okay. Uh, we had a 20% increase in gross billing from 2016 to 2017. Awesome. Round of applause. Congratulations for chasing that tail, right? Getting that tail. Because that tail. Yeah. So our next goal, I, we already mentioned it was uh, $1 million. One million by the end of 2018, and and the big biggest reason why we think we're gonna we're we're going to be able to achieve that and do that is the design build project, which is which is huge, um, because we're carrying all those different hats. Poor Al, can you hear him? Yeah, uh, I'm making it. All right, you got something on here for I think so. This will be quick. It's the end of the year. If if you have a profit and want to reduce your taxes, uh, what you can do is buy equipment. 
So like we're buying equipment for this podcast. Um, just to let you know, I, I verified this computer equipment. As long as you buy it within the year and then use it, you can deduct the whole amount um, from your taxes. And then food, this is what we didn't even know. When you, I think, you deduct it from your gross income. Yep. Yes. Yep. Um, we always thought the f- when you take out a client to eat, that that was fully deductible. And when you have lunch with your guys, your team, that wasn't. It's the opposite way. So uh, because it's called a fringe benefit. If you have a team, go ahead. Don't feel bad about buying them lunch, anything like that. It's a higher deductible than, than trying to pay your clients uh, by trying to woo your clients. Oh, that I way. see what you're getting at. So invest in your people. Invest in your people. Because your people will invest in your clients. Yep. There you go. Are we on? Are we on to Nick Reads? I don't know who Nick is. I know my best friend comes on every week and oh, reads to me. Sweet. I can't wait to listen. Hello, best friends. I hope you had a great Christmas. I'm reading. Storytelling. You are a storyteller. Stories are powerful. They build understanding, commitment, and inspiration. Storytelling does not come naturally to everyone. If you plan to run your own business or assume a leadership position, you and your teammates need to become storytellers. Develop great stories. Getting your message out in the world is one thing. Doing it well is something else. I often see bright people overwhelm potential clients with industry babble. Using a multitude of technical words does not make you look smart. It makes you appear pretentious and leaves your clients dazed and confused. All right, all right, all right. Communication from the audience's point of view is effective storytelling. Study your clients. Try to understand them and how they view the world. If you see their viewpoint, you have a much higher chance of entering a meaningful conversation to gain insight into their problem. Then you explain how you can create value by helping them fix it. Arts Principles Al. Love. Serve. Care. And boys, it's a little known fact, but I consider myself the first unofficial disciple of Mitch Taylor's preaching. Toodles! Okay, so a, a, a couple things. Um, story. If you're interested in how to promote your firm. Oh, thank you for. You're spot on now, every well, time. <laughs> talk. Talk about story. One of the best, I've, there's been two amazing books I've read this year. And one of them is called Story Brand by Donald Miller. It is absolutely uh, awesome. I, some of the, I was doing website stuff this morning. Lance, you should read it. Uh, I should read it. I'm going to take it and read it. There you go. One, one of my new goals for 2018 is a book a week. There you Tired go. of it. Tired of it. <laughs> there you go. He literally just took the book away from me, put it over there. That's awesome. Um, get it. it. It's 15 bucks. If you are ever hesitant about buying a book because you're worried about fifteen bucks, well, can you can you can you tell tell a one person shop why they should read the book and how it would help them land a client? Yeah, so <laughs> you put me on the spot while I'm sick. Um, Sorry, no, 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 that's okay. <laughs> so honestly, why you should read the book is because everyone intuitively understands story and. What he gets at is that he break. He's a best-selling author, right? So he breaks down what the elements of story are. So then you can put those in your head. And basically, here, here here's the big takeaway: is that 
here's what a lot of people are doing wrong is that they like to be the hero in the story. Mm -hmm. Hey, look at F9. We're the best firm ever, Ah. you know, whatever. Because that's wrong. That's wrong. He goes, your client is the hero and you are the guide, right? Mm -hmm. So think about all the heroes in a bunch of, uh, a a bunch of um, films. And a lot of times the, the hero is actually kind of flawed and it's dragged by the guide, right? The guide is yoga, Yoda, right? Luke Skywalker is the one that's all pissy and doesn't yep, even know yep. how to float things, yep, right? Yeah. Um, and what you're positioning yourself is as the trusted guide because they want to be the hero. And then uh, Donald Miller gives so much is that the book is amazing. Then he has a, a website that you can get through buying the book. And it literally looks like, you know, everyone tries to upsell you when, when you buy a book by, hey, get our software and we'll, we'll do all this training and you'll figure out how to put it together. He just, he just gave that for free. That's it's, fantastic. It's absolutely awesome. Yeah. From, uh, my, from my perspective, telling a story will help you convince a client of what you are, what, how you are trying to help them be the hero. In, in what they're trying to do with their house, with their with their new with their new business that you're designing, you know, if it's a tenant finish or something like that. There's there's a real and Alex actually there was another book. Is it made to stick? Did no, I didn't. But the other one, the other one, I think that is comparable or that is a compliment to this is made to stick. And we Alex and I both read that in college, and it really helped with us putting together quote unquote storyboards, right? Yes, and convincing the jurors that we should be the winners because we 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 our our building was the hero and we helped guide it. Yeah, and um, I think I'm going to reread that book um, this year. It's a quick read. But anyways, going back, never hesitate to buy a book that you feel is going to be valuable because if one out of the five books, if only one out of the five helps you, it's going to massively help you more than that, you know, $15 you put in. Secondly, so Nick sent us, you haven't even seen this, The Carpenter. I just came in to get it today. (laughs) Awesome. So I'm passing this over to Lance. woo and Nick, if you haven't given this to Mark, I, I assume he has because Mark LePage, you know, he has love, share, learn, yes. right? And this is uh, love, serve, serve, care. What's so cool about this, it's such a short book, but it's in the, uh, it's leadership lessons, right? So most business books are, they have uh, stats. And big, big, big font, big text. Uh, big, big font. You read this easily. Yeah. This is, this is literally business lessons through a story. Oh, cool. So it's so, it, what, what's great about this is that I am retaining more information because I can picture, oh yeah, this guy was on a jog and then this happened and then um, he was in the hospital and then this happened. So <laughs> from going from story brand to the carpenter, it's awesome. So buy the carpenter also. I'm just going on the laundry list good, of good, things. Good, good, good. We should be affiliates for these people. Yeah. And then last thing, right? So I talked about how making a structure for yourself too. So... Uh, I bought and I was supposed to start it at the beginning of the year, but I preempted it because it came about three weeks ago. It's the full focus planner, right? So remember when we were talking and there was some best and worst advice and it was talking about how basically um, the, the OODA loop is that you need to write things down for yourself. So you are now a checklist manifest, checklist, mm-hmm. you know, God now. Mm-hmm. And then even how, looking at what you did wrong or what you did right so you can either reinforce that or eliminate that can help you check out full for focus planner it's by michael hyatt um, it's so cool because it just puts in everything 
that I was doing in separate separate programs. So I had my checklist, I had a calendar, and then I had um, my planner that was saying, hey, what what went wrong and what didn't. It even has a weekly after action review. Oh, and, that's cool. Yeah, I'm like, oh, so you're talking like army language from back in the day. Yeah. And then what you want to focus on. And then what's cool about this too is that it has a place for notes. So <laughs> where did I put my notes for the carpenter? Just beautiful. Right, right in here. Um, and I wrote down a whole bunch of quotes that I liked. Uh, and one is re- what's great about these books is that it reinforces some concepts that, that, that you either want to go for or not. And one of ours is always be simple. And he says simple is powerful. And we always say be simple and profound. Um, and then here, let me give you two more here if I can flip the pages. Uh, uh, make a difference uh, to one person at one moment at, at a time. Uh, you have to be the mission. And then here's this, the greatest marketing strategy of all is to do something great for someone else, right? Mm-hmm. Because if you do something great for someone else, they're going to tell us, you know, like they're going to be your referrals. They're going to be your champions and all that. So those are the, if you're in the buying books and know what, if you buy them right now, maybe you can even write them off. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so go Put them in your library. Get yeah. those three. Good stuff. Uh, okay. Well, thanks again, Nick. We hope you have a happy new year. And uh, we will see you in episode 44 next year. Uh, And guess who's up next? It's Mitch Taylor, who Nick just alluded to, because Nick is a Padawan learner of Mitch Taylor. Uh, Mitch Taylor is a friend of Nicholas Renard and myself, actually, on Facebook. I'm not sure if he's Facebook friends with that, but he will be. Oh, he already is. Look at that. Because he made a joke, so I liked him. Exactly. Exactly. We're friends. He's hilarious. Uh, And Archicad super user... And owns and operates three wise men design build. He has no website and only works for architects. Uh, so without further ado, here is Mitch Taylor with our uh, best and worst advice for this week. Gentlemen, it's snowing in Florida. And what that means is it's 55 degrees and raining. It's very cold here. We are freezing. Except for Nick. Nick is sending me pictures from the northern tundra where it's snowing. I think he prefers that over Florida. So on to the advice. I guess the worst advice that I've ever been given is when I was in the manufacturing business, the ready-mix business and block-making business, I was told that I should take over basically sectors of the state and I tried that and I worked from dark to dark that's the only time I got to see my house was when it was dark it was very bad advice because when you grow rapidly you have problems you will develop lots of problems and even though you think you can solve them while you're spending all of your time putting out fires, new fires are developing because you are growing too fast. Rapid growth can and will bury a company if you're not careful. So don't ever use that bad advice. Don't grow your business too fast. Only do what you can control and keep profitable and keep your sanity. On to the good advice. My father always told me, son, 
never go in debt for anyone or anything. Now I can tell you a time of when I was in the ready mix business, I had about a $5 million loan for equipment and such on my company. And on the 10th of the month, the bank would take out their principal and interest payment and they would just swipe it right out of your account about 60,000 bucks. And that's enough to make you want to go back to bed. So never be in debt if you can. And if you can get out of debt, I would start with your mortgage. Being debt-free is power. It also gives you sanity. Some of my best friends are CEOs of some of the banks that we all do business with. And all of them tell me the same thing. Debt is bad. Now, they're bankers, and of course, they want to loan you money. They don't want to loan you money when you really need that money. They only want to loan it to you when you don't need that money. So if bankers are telling every are telling me that debt is bad, that's probably some good advice. I can tell you when the recession comes, the one that Lance keeps telling everyone that's coming, when it gets here, when you're debt free, you are in fact a superpower. You will be able to wake up in the morning and not wonder how you're going to make ends meet because you're debt free. You can go do what you need to do to feed your family. So in all of your ventures, don't overgrow those ventures too fast and don't sink your company with debt. That's my advice for you. Take care guys, have a happy new year. And by the way, You guys have the best podcast on the podcast universe. Take care. That was everything I hoped for and more. (laughs) I feel like we have our own John Wayne now. Oh, wow. Yeah, (laughs) that's awesome. Um, I I thought that was so cool. Did you know that he was going to talk about debt, everything? No. (laughs) (laughs) I never... (laughs) We've already we've said that we've said this before. We try to keep it a surprise, and what's beautiful about the surprises every time is that they always seem to tie back in to what we're saying. Yeah. Uh, so that quote is something to live by. Being debt free is power, and I superpower, superpower. Super yeah. yeah. And I don't think I, I don't take it in a negative way and like, oh, I'm all powerful people. No, no, no. It's personal power personal powers personal to wake up and not be overly burdened every day and all of that stuff i just remember being in debt this is why i preach so much about this dang recession or whenever it happens again and and trying to be get yourself out of debt and get poised and be ready and be comfortable again is because i was in debt up to my ears because of i had kids and medical issues and stuff like that and then got laid off in the last recession and it was it was like three or four years of just just so much stress. It's not, yeah. it's not, it's just not even worth it. Yeah. I, I thought that was so cool. And I thought that end part, like I'm so, he energized me with, with my, like, Oh man, me too. I am pumped up now. Yeah. I'm, I'm ready to go. Um, the, the first part that he talked about growing too fast. And I, I try to think, I, I think that's such great advice, but then you look at these huge and 
huge people like Facebook. Facebook. I, Google, I know like they're they, when they do these massive hirings, right? A thousand people. You know, they just thousands. B- b- you know, in a couple of years, they grow from you know fifty to two thousand. And I go, how do they do it? And maybe tech's different, right? But how how I'm trying to do it is that I know now, and it took me last year to to know this, is that every project I have, I need to have one of my guys also on it too. I don't have the capacity to take on a full project and run it through by myself because I'm managing these other things. So, okay, I have a project, I'll be the lead, but or or one of them will be the lead and I'll just be the manager, right? And then I have a list of each of my guys and how many projects they have. So then I can see like, okay, if they have too many projects, I either know I need to push that client off or it's time to hire. So how you, if you do find yourself in a position of growing fast, I think growing fast is fine, but remember that you are in a people business. Your clients are a person, your, uh, who's doing it is a person and you need to assign projects to people. And that's how you can comfortably grow fast if you're trying to expand your territories while also putting out uh, out fires and adding new clients and those three tasks one person it's it's not going to work out just like he said exactly so match people with your projects and the, the that's other, how you and the, the other thing and i don't mitch didn't even talk about this was but but i i i could i could sense maybe that there was this feeling that he had so he'll, he'll have to correct me if i'm wrong here but is that uh don't don't do things that you if it isn't your idea, I don't know if you pursue it. So, you know, I think I mentioned this like a couple of weeks ago on the podcast that I got, I got approached to do this big, this kind of political campaign. And I was like, I just, it's not my idea. I have no passion behind it. So I'm not going to pursue it. And it, so, there, you know, because I know I'll just fall short because I just don't have, I don't have the gusto to do it. Yep. Full, back to the full focus planner right here. They have a quote for every day. <laughs> Listen to today's. Every yes must be defended by a thousand no's. Jeff Walker. I don't even know who Jeff is, but thanks, Jeff. Thank you, Jeff. Couldn't have said it better. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Thanks again, Mitch. That was that was fantastic. Seriously. Yeah. Uh, being debt free is superpower. Cool. Love okay. that. I'm gonna call that. I'm gonna call that's that. That's the name of the episode. A- end of story. End of story. And uh, yeah. Yeah. And end of the year. Uh, okay. Last thing here, and then uh, then we'll we'll sign off for the year. We'll see you guys in 2018. Yep, I'm going to preempt while Lance is getting ready. If you want to support the podcast, uh, you can do so through a couple ways. The two most important ways for us, for helping us out, but I, th- I really think it helps you out, is uh, get our book, The Creativity Code. It will help you uh, structure your design and your design thinking so that you can make better projects. And who doesn't want to do that? It's I think it's $15. So um, we make about a dollar on it. <laughs> So that will help. Uh, and then also, if you are getting into Revit, if you're on the Entree Architect community, and I'm not going to call this person out, but he, he, he did you see that detail? Yeah. And, and he was, I don't even remember the question, but all I wanted to say, but I didn't want to say, I didn't want to be mean was, you are too young to be using AutoCAD. What are you doing? Yes. <laughs> if you are transitioning to Revit, go to RevitFurniture.com and get our training, get our tutorials. Honestly, they are the best out there if you don't think so. They are unequivocally the best. And we say that not because we're, we're salesmen, but because we teach for a living as well. And we have proven through five, almost five years of teaching at CU, the book sucks. We're, we're the, good, we're, we're, the way we've put it together is good. Right, not the creativity code. Teaching by the book sucks. Yes. Um, because it's videos, it's t- templates, it's files, and, and it's basically the, the, the rocket to, to launch you in, in Revit. You got it. Cool. With that, Al, this is the last 
for the Al's continued streak, oh. 2017's uh, code questions. He is the reigning champion of the world. You can't see me, but I am stretching. I am cracking all my muscles. Back, everything. Oh. Blow your nose, etc. I just might need to. <laughs> okay. We are... <laughs> We are in Chapter 5 uh, of the IRC, uh, moving from Chapter 4. R502 bearing. Okay, this, is, this, is, this whole chapter has to do with floors, okay? The ends of each joist, beam, or girder shall not have less than how many inches of bearing on wood or metal? <laughs> That's the question. I'm going to say two inches. <laughs> Uh, so I'll give you the multiple choice just so okay. everybody can play along. A, one inch. B, one and a half inches. C, two inches. D, three inches. So basically, think about it this way. Okay. How many... If you have a big joist... Yeah. Okay. And and you're going to bear it on um, a second... A first floor wall. Okay? Yep. So you're framing the second floor. How many inches does it have to be bearing on that plate? I, I shout out... Minimum. Uh, yeah. I said two. Obviously, uh, we never go to that minimum because we just bear it on the whole the whole yep. wall yep. Um, but for some reason I want to say one and a half inch because that's a stud it's correct a stud. there we go one and a half and I think it's because you could turn it flat and then pack it out yeah it makes sense so you could have full bearing because then you strap you strap the pack together and it loads transfer yeah exactly alright the second part of the question is okay uh, the ends of each joist, beam, or girder shall not have less than how many inches of bearing on masonry or concrete, except where supported by a one by four ribbon strip and nailed on the or, or the adjacent stud by the use of a proof girder. A one inches. So airy question. A one inches. B one and a half inches. C two inches. D three inches. One and a half, just to follow a, the logic. Three inches. More I, on concrete. I don't know why. I don't know why. I have no idea why. Would you have guessed that? No, I would have actually guessed the opposite. I would have guessed first three inches and then one and a half inches. Because, you know, concrete and masonry, they're, they're load-bearing. I mean, they're compressive, you know? That's they're interesting. Good in that, they're good in compression. That's good to know because I wouldn't have guessed that. Because they're talking about sometimes you can do, if you have a uh, two-by-eight wall, uh, sometimes you, you cut out if you're going to drop the joist. Yeah. And you cut out two inches, but then you turn a, a piece, a ledger yeah. right there. Um, I just can't believe that it'd be more on concrete than than wood. Yep, I don't know. If anyone knows, tweet at us, us. Tweet at us. Before we go, I, I want to say thank you to uh, everyone that listens. Uh, honestly, we do it. We do it. Uh, we do it for you guys. We do it for you guys. We also have a bunch of fun doing it. Um, thanks to Mark. Mark has been awesome. The page. Um, Everybody's been awesome. Enoch's been awesome. Thanks for being on the show, Nick. Thanks for always. Thanks for being a routine routine guest and creating this awesome this awesome character. Uh, it's the best <laughs> from the bestie. Yeah. Uh, thanks for all. Thanks to all the guests. Um, you guys are great. And then also huge thanks to the feedback we get, uh, specifically this week uh, at Verdance Design Group um, on Twitter. If those guys listen to this episode, please give me feedback on. Tweet at Al. He'll tweet it at me. It doesn't matter. Well, inside the firm. Yeah, tweet it inside the firm. I'm sorry. And then let me know if the audio is fixed on this one or if it's a more evened out all the way through. We are more than happy to try to put out the best content we can. Uh, we'd love for you to connect to, with us. You can do it on Twitter on Inside the Firm. 
Um, you can go to our website, insidethefirmpodcast.com. Find us on Facebook, same thing. F9 Productions, you can Google that. You can find us. Everyone, uh, we wish you the best for next year. Crush it.